102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Call or text. If you text, you get back a smiley face emoji. Several of them, actually, instantly. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week, I'm at Jeff Ward Show. That's at Jeff Ward Show. You can post your comments, and you should, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. And just do this. Don't suck. Make the show better. Get straight to the point. Bring your A game. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Subscribe to the show podcast. We drop it each afternoon. You get the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. And subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Seems to be doing pretty well. I've been kicked off in a while. That's uh, that's kind of a monumental event. Um, we drop the podcast video each afternoon. Subscribe to it. Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. Oftentimes, no, I think probably every Friday, uh, I get these weird emails. Not company email. I've never checked. But... And it's a, it's a list from media executives, people in the music business, certainly not me, that they've compiled this list of songs that they've, you know, tell their radio stations and people on platforms don't play. Everyone hates these songs. Nobody ever wants to hear them again. They're awful. So I sort of cut and paste from this list and I just call them songs that suck. Really, really suck. As in every normal person with any normal taste in music will hate them. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh man. You know something? Um What happens if you show this music video to someone that's 35 or under? You get arrested? They punch you in the face? They freak out? Yeah, I know, I know. You're thinking, wait, what ward? Oh, come on, there was a music video of dudes in potted plants on their heads hitting a woman with a bullwhip. In the mouth. In the mouth, exactly. Often. And giggling about it. I have one of those hats. I it was, can't, you it was know, given to me. I, I don't think I've ever said this during songs that suck. No, I know I haven't. Because it's usually Air Supply or Phil Collins or something cheesy like that. But I kind of liked some of Devo's stuff. I kind of liked Devo at the time. Now I hear it. I haven't heard it in a long time. It's pretty awful, this song. Uh, that's Devo, D-E-V-O. And one of their members, founding members, died not that long ago. The song is Whip It, and they really were hitting women with bull whips in the video. A lot. Remember there on SNL? The first time I, anyone, we all had the same reaction. It was interesting and bizarre and breakthrough and... <sighs> This song does suck, though. 
It really does. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say it. I liked it. And I think at the time I kind of liked it because it was not, it was really counterculture to like it at the time. But now it's pretty awful. Well, now they're undressing with the whip. Yeah. That's where this video has gone. Oh, I know. That would be, golly, I'm going to say 19. It's, I feel like it's 80, 81, 82 in there. 82. Close. 1980. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was something else there. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible song. The song's Whip It, Devo, 80. The music video just... I mean, it would just be it'd be interesting to do a focus group thing. It's like a lot of stuff to do a focus group with people under the age of 30. Just like get reactions. Show that video and everyone leaves the room, male and female. They're out. They're trying to get you arrested, probably, if you showed the video to them. But the song by itself, if you play the audio, I wonder how anyone under the age of 30 would react. They wouldn't they even know what that's about. If you put the hat on, they would then really have you arrested. Either that or it would take off. I'm not sure which one. Oh, Devo sighting. And there's a whole meaning behind the word. I can't remember all the details. It was a, it was a big thing at the time. It was talked about a lot. Um, there, it's an American group, too, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm sure there's somebody listening will know the whole history, which will at first be interesting. It'll get really boring because you're too nerdy. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, it is a, I'm not going to say must win. I'm not. Because in a lot of ways, it's not. It's helpful. <laughs> really helpful. But it's a fascinating game with Philadelphia on every level. For a nerd like me, a football nerd like me, man, there's a lot of good stuff in that game. Uh, face painters are going to feel like it's must win. It's not. I would I would categorize Dallas v. Philadelphia this way. It's op, it's a huge opportunity for Dallas. And if Dallas were to win, if Dallas were to win, I'm not sure they don't, by the way. Kicking and defense. Kicking and defense. Got it? Um, I predict on Monday the narrative about the Dallas Cowboys completely changes. It will sound like everybody had been picking them to win the NFC East and get a one or two seed. On Monday, it'll be a completely, it'll be a total sea change in the views of the Dallas Cowboys if they were to win on Sunday. If they don't win, even if it's a good game, and I think it will be, I do, it'll be, oh, see, they suck, they choke, they don't belong there, that kind of stuff. It'll be, um, the reactions to the outcome are, I think, going to be fairly predictable. For your Texas Longhorns, it's must win. Yeah. I mean... I don't care how you want to spin it. Um, a loss for Texas at home against Kansas State. A loss in everything meaningful is over. Got it? That's how you, you were going to measure yourself on a Big 12 championship. You should. You were going to measure yourself on a Final Four berth. You should. Everything meaningful is over. I don't care if they run the table the rest of the way and beat Texas Tech by 100 points. It won't matter if they were to lose on Saturday. I don't think they do. I don't think Kansas State can run with them, thinking basketball terms. But it is must win. A, a win, and I'm not, I'm not about to sit here on Monday and say they get in the Final Four. I don't think it happens. I, think the, I just think too, many, too much crazy stuff has to happen in their favor for it to work. But a loss and forget it. 
conversation's over. It's a buzzkill, lights out, whatever cliches you want to trot out there. But everything meaningful would be over for Texas with a loss on Saturday. Oh, but two losses, Jeff. Shut up about that. Come on. It's a bad year for the league. You were the favorite to win the league. You were a team that a lot of people thought had a direct path to the Final Four. The schedule is not all that tough. Blah, 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 blah. Everything meaningful is over if they lose. Everything, most everything is meaningful is still in play if they were to win. I know it's about to happen. You're going to scream. Don't talk about that stuff, Jeff. Talk about... Football, hang on. I'm going to do this thing. You need to care. You need to care. You should have an opinion on this because it's pretty fascinating and it's worthy of good debate. You don't have to be on social media that much to appreciate several Supreme Court cases that are that are being heard now. I mean, these really are impactful. And whether you're into pious forget the politics we don't live in we don't do politics anymore we do culture but no matter what you you can come away with an opinion on this and there's good arguments either way I, i i get it so these supreme court cases are fascinating you don't have to be a legal scholar to appreciate them they're pretty fundamental and straightforward uh, you don't have to be a regular voter even to have an opinion on these cases i don't think you have to care that much about politics at all in these cases Everyone should have an argument, and you probably should care. Okay? There. I'm going to force you to care. How's that? Uh, The first one goes like this. There's a couple of others that are, you know, a little bit more in the weeds, but the first one goes like this. (laughs) I know my gut reaction, because I think if you are an elected official, your job should suck. I think it should be so miserable you never want to come back. Should public officials be able to block their constituents on social media? There. Yep, it is that straightforward. It is. Should they? Now, they've been sued. Uh, You can call them jerks and jackasses and say they're harassing these public officials. But they were blocked and they sued and said, you have no right as a public official to block us. We have a right to scream at you or use emojis at you or whatever we want to do at you. And they were blocked. And it's been working its way through for a while. Uh, which is pretty interesting. Should they sh- should an elected official be able to block their constituents? I didn't say you have to read them all, respond to them all, or even open it. Should they be able to block their constituents? It's really bizarre. Uh, it's a pair of cases. California and Michigan, public officials who blocked critics on social media, justices struggling to define when such conduct runs into constitutional limits on the government's ability to restrict speech. Now, there's other cases that I'm going to go off on at some point that that don't, that are about, that are about free enterprise. You know, you know, Twitter is, is not a, is not a government, Facebook's not a government, but this is different. This one is the people being able to say, wait a minute, this is my access to the person I put in office. So what if I call them names? I get access. And the people in office are saying, look, you're bothering me. You're harassing me. I don't need to listen to you all the time. Block. 
Uh, the first one involves public school board trustees. Oh. Parents sued them after being blocked from their accounts on Twitter and Facebook. The other would be a couple of elected officials who decided to block their constituents saying, hey, look, now you have no right to threaten people. And we can debate what exactly is a level of harassment, but you've got to start at the fundamental place. And that is, should, a, should elected officials be able to block you? Got it? Okay, I'll go first. No. There. No. No. And more no. Now, where I think it gets dicey, well, Jeff, what about their personal accounts? Some would argue, is there such a thing if you're in office? Um, maybe. If it, is, if it is your government account, if it is your office account, if it is the, the office of you representing me or anybody else listening right now, then no, you, how dare you block somebody? I don't care if you ever even open your laptop. That's not the point. To block them is a message coming from you. And I think the court and the public has every right to say, no, 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 you don't go blocking me. You can choose not to read me. How dare you who works for me block me? See, I have this, I know no one agrees with me on this stuff. Uh, I'm a political anarchist. Um, I, I think our relationship with people that we elect is so upside down and so screwed up. We, we don't manage them at all. We kiss their ass. We treat them as royalty. We pick our own sides and treat them as royalty when it really should be no different than how you would act with your accountant. You work for me. Hurry up. Get to it. Get in and out of the office. Um, but we don't operate that way. And I think this is a perfect example. This is, I think, a really healthy case, even though most of us don't pay any attention and don't give a flip at all except to suck up to somebody in office. But I think this is real. I think this is really important. I think the message needs to be sent. You're in office. At least pretend that you're listening. And blocking people is not even pretending that you're listening. It's saying just the opposite. You don't matter. I'm so important and I'm so above you that I, I can block you even. And it should be just the opposite. Man, you work for me. <laughs> And your days are going to suck working for me. So, now I think that's different than threats. I think it's different than, you know, whatever could be deemed harassment. But you should not be able to have the starting point of I'm blocking the public. No way. No way. Uh-uh. This is the equivalent of a phone call. It's the equivalent of, you know, walking up to a podium at a city council meeting or a school board meeting. That, that, this is the equivalent of that. And they should not be able to block you out of that either. This is, this is the public space. Now, this is not the same thing as Facebook. Facebook's a private business. You don't, they don't have to listen to you. But somebody you elect, I think, does. Now, let me rephrase that. They don't have to listen to you. They can't block you. That's wrong. It's fundamentally wrong, I think. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how this is going to play. I don't know how it can't play out with a court saying you can't block them. Unless, of course, there's an argument about personal accounts. And I'm sure there's, I mean, I, I believe the elected officials. I, I will say this. I'm sure they have plenty of examples of lunatics that just harass them with stuff, right? And I suspect it's probably one kind of audience. It's probably anti-vaxxers or stuff like that. But either way, they have a right to be heard. Um, 
I would just say this, that if it's your personal account, should it be labeled? Should it be labeled? That's where I think things are going to get kind of gray. But the black and white part is your government account, you have no right to block anybody. Unless they're trying, unless they're threats, unless they're committing a crime, um, whatever. No, no chance. No way. I mean, that person, I don't care if they send 50,000 emails and pictures of their face. You can't block them. That's wrong. I think it's fundamentally wrong. But that's it. It's actually the court's been hearing this. Should public officials, it's so funny just to read it because it's that straightforward. Should public officials be able to block constituents on social media? I'm actually going to fight with you if you say yes. I, I, I don't know why you would. I don't know why people suck up to people in office so much anyway. Why do you, why do you treat them like royalty? Except the other side you hate. I think we ought to just fundamentally just treat everyone like, uh, like an employee. Oh, really? You had a bad day at the office? I don't care. I don't care. Quit. Notice how no one in public office never quit. They don't quit. They don't quit. Cut their salary in half. They won't quit. That's because they increase their net worth while they're in office. That should bother you. But it's, uh, it's one of three Supreme Court cases. I know, I know. Jeff, talk about football now. No, you talk about this right now. This should matter to you a lot. It's fascinating. And I do think there's another argument. I, I know what these people are going to say. They're going to say, well, yeah, that's really easy for you, Ward. Um, you know, you don't have to respond to them. And, you know, you can't believe what they're saying. You know, they're calling me Fauci and saying I'm pushing uh, drugs. And I, I know, I know. I'm sure you're right about what they're saying. I'm sure you're right in that they're a pain in the ass. You took the job. They should at least feel as if they have access. The government cannot and should not block access. They can tune you out. But sending the message that we can block your access is really, really the wrong message. It's fundamentally wrong. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. He is Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. This is Buy or Sell. That's not about crypto or flipping houses or that stuff. Here's the way Buy or Sell works. A statement is made. And either one of us or both of us agrees or disagrees with the statements. And that's either buying it or selling it. Pretty simple. Usually we end with a moment of jackassery. That typically means that I make fun of either Dan Patrick, Ken Paxson, or the Trump family. Buy or freaking sell. All right. First, buy or sell. It's a must win for the Cowboys in Philadelphia. <laughs> buy or sell. Sell. This is week nine. What are we talking about here? They don't have to win this game. A must win means if they lose, they're done. The Cowboys, even if they lose in Philly, they still get to play Philly again in Dallas. And so um, is it a must win if they want to win the NFC East? Probably. But uh, no one ever said that winning the NFC East was a prerequisite to winning the Super Bowl. So uh, wildcard teams have won the Super Bowl. So the Cowboys, uh, I I do believe that uh, they have a great chance to go in and win. But if they don't, 
the old man still has a chance to to come back and and write that in a month or so. So I'm selling. Uh, the Eagles have the home field advantage. They're expected to hold serve. And if Dallas loses, it's not going to be the end of the world. Do I sense a slight pivot, change of pace? Momentum, whatever it would be. Uh, all right. First of all, you call him you call him the old man, so that's good news. Before long, you're going to end up writing. You, one day, you're going to write the old man, and you're going to go, "Ah, oh, crap! Look at that Ward influence now." Um, do I, do I sense? Do I sense? I sense some movement on Dallas. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that Micah Parsons is a is a. Uh, caged animal ready to erupt he hadn't done much you know last he had that one play against the rams but this might be a signature performance for him and if he can get after a limping jalen hurts i think the cowboys can win yeah i'm gonna the statement it's must win i'll sell but because they're a playoff team i'm with you they're a playoff team regardless so almost no matter what happens on sunday but to win the East, I do think it's must win. You, you, you're going to have to – I mean, if Dallas wins on Sunday, the whole world is going to be screaming they're going to win the East and they're going to get a one, one or two seed. They're going to get a two seed most likely, but they could end up beating Detroit. So, I mean, I think, I think the entire narrative on the Cowboys looks and sounds different on Monday if they win. But, no, they don't, they're going to be a playoff team regardless – but life gets a lot easier if they do win on Sunday. I do think, depending on the health of Jalen Hurts, I do think these are two of the three best teams right now today in the NFC. By force, I probably go Detroit, Philly, Dallas, although I'm not convinced Detroit is better than Philly or Dallas. But this is, I think these are two of the three best teams in the NFC. I really do. I do too, but uh, if you watched the Raiders game against the Lions, uh, Devontae Adams could have had two 90-yard touchdowns. Those cornerbacks are those cornerbacks are not good, and Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott uh, would have made those passes yep. ag- against those corners. So yep. yeah, I, I like the Lions. I love their front seven. I love Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I do do not trust the secondary, and I think whoever they play, if they play Dallas or Philly. In the playoffs, I would take Dallas or Philly to win that game, no matter where it's played. Yep. Buy or freaking sell. Okay, Philadelphia covers the two and a half points in a win over Dallas. Buy or sell. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, If I was in Vegas, man, I would take the Cowboys in the money line. I just would. Yep. I think the the Cowboys, that's close enough spread. I I just think the Cowboys – have the juice. I, I don't trust the Eagles, and I didn't trust Dallas after the um, 49er loss. And I know this sounds different than I sounded on Tuesday, but the more I think about it, the more I think the Cowboys are going to go in there with, with more confidence because they simply played better uh, in the last week or so than the Eagles. Um, I don't think the oh man, good Lord, I can't believe I'm saying it. I think the Cowboys are going to win the game, and so I would oh take my them on God. the money line. <laughs> well, that's just yeah, like you just, you just it's like you just vomited that. Oh, man, that came out of I nowhere. Just, I, I I just puked it up, dude. I did. <laughs> and I just think that I, I I just had what the alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to win the game now, and 
I, I'm, I'm in several pools, and I'm going to have to go back and change some stuff up. But I just talked myself into a Dallas win. So uh, the Eagles, no, they don't. They don't cover. I sell. Yeah, I sell that too. Defense and kicking. Um, it it keeps it close. You know, Dallas, I've been saying all along, Dallas wants every week, you know, outside of a game in which, you know, they play some garbage team, but they want 21. They want to win 20-17 to 17 or 21-17. That's their game. It's, it's 1972 football is the perfect setup for them. And I think they keep it close. The only way, the only way this game gets blown open is a Dak Prescott meltdown or two. I think that's the only way this game gets gets blown open because Jalen Hurts is not going to do it. Philadelphia is not going to be stupid and blow it. It's that's the only way this thing gets out of control. Um, it's a fascinating game. Uh, I think it's a good Dallas secondary against Jalen Hurts and arguably the best wide receiver in football, AJ Brown. He's just ridiculous right now. That's a that is a great matchup. Then you've got Micah Parsons versus Lane Johnson. That's one of the two best tackles in the NFL going against one of the two best pass rushers in the NFL. Um, If you just look on the field on Sunday, these matchups, they're going to be some of the best matchups in the NFL today. They're just not going to be the sexy offensive ones that people like. But uh, it's – I think Dallas covers. I do. I I mean, I think they cover. I'm with you. I I would put money on them. And I think we'll know in a quarter and a half. If Dak Prescott's chunking it the wrong direction, then it will get blown (laughs) open. Otherwise, if this game is, you know, 6-3 at the half, that's all Dallas. C.D. Lamb and Big Play Slay, man. Yep. Great matchups. Great matchups. Buy or freaking sell. All right. Kansas State covers the three and a half against Texas. Buy or sell. Man, it's not going to be a popular take. I'm buying. I'm buying. And it just feels like it's going to be a a real 1980s type college football game or 70s when it was Earl Campbell and Billy Sims, Tony Dorsett. Running backs, the running game and defense are going to gonna rule the day in this game. It's not going to be high scoring. I think with if, – if, if Quinn Ewers was a quarterback, I would feel more comfortable with Texas winning by double digits or by eight or nine. But with the kid in there, I think that Sark might play it a little closer to the best. I think he's going to kick field goals when he may have gone for it on fourth down before. He's going to bank those points. And to me, guys, it feels like a 27-24 uh, de- uh, Texas Longhorn win. Very close game. I'm uh, – I'm, I'm thinking the, the uh, Kansas State Wildcats cover that three and a half. So, yes, I buy. I'm selling that. Now, surely you're not talking about Kansas State in the 80s when you mentioned all those running backs because I think Barry Switzer said they were the worst football program of all time back then. So um, they, are, they're, they are worlds apart from the Kansas State teams uh, back in the 70s and 80s. But – yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's well thought out. I get it. Um, I would assume Steve Sarkeesian reigns it in some. I think it's dumb not to. I think if, if people look out there on Saturday and they start, he starts Malik Murphy the way he started him against BYU, I think that is playing with fire and a crazy move because he threw 11 passes in the first quarter. I can't, I can't imagine 
rolling the dice and putting him in that spot. But I'm going to sell it. I think Texas covers more than that. Um, I think it's a surprisingly low number. I'm not quite sure I get all the reasons why. Um, I would have thought it would be a six-point number. But if it's under if it's under four, um, if the game ends up under four, I, I think there are a few reasons. Um, one would be the Texas secondary gets exposed because usually when things go wrong, that's what happens to Texas. Um, and Malik Murphy struggles, and then it gets really interesting really quickly because if he struggles and if he struggles early, because this is make or break for for Texas. I mean, you can kiss the Final Four goodbye, and you can kiss the Big Twelve Championship goodbye. So if he if he were to struggle early, um, it would be interesting to see what Sarkeesian does next. But I don't know. I just surely he's smart enough to turn this into a track meet. I think Texas speed is just too much. Texas likes to play outside the hash marks. It's a weird phrase, but I think that's what they'd like to do, and. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know that Kansas State can run with him very long. If Kansas State can turn it into the game they want to, then yeah, I get it. But I'm not sure Kansas State can run with them. Um, if, ta- if Kansas State wins, it's hilarious because the Big 12 is in total chaos. The Big 12 is done if K State win. That's right. That's right. I mean, they don't they don't go to the CFP if K State wins. Oh no, no. Because all of a all of a sudden Texas just lost two games. Yeah, and, and they lost to Oklahoma, and, 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 they, if, and they if got, they beat Oklahoma, then everybody's got two losses. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's total. And the only person that's happy with that would be the Big Twelve commissioner because the last thing he <laughs> wants to do is he doesn't want to go to a game and have to hand a trophy to either Texas or Oklahoma. That's that guy's worst nightmare was coming true. He couldn't. I'll predict this: if there are controversial calls in the game in the Texas game. It is going to be black helicopter crowd goes crazy on the Texas side, alleging that the Big 12 had the fix in against Texas. That's my weird prediction. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. That's great copy. No, seriously. Great, I mean, if great. there's, if there's, a, if there's a sketchy call, yeah. if there's a sketchy call or two that goes against Texas, it will not take the nerds long to say, oh, yeah, well, that's because the commissioner wanted him to lose. There. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. This is Buy or Sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. Buy or Freaking Sell. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh is suspended before the regular season is over. Buy or Sell. Sell. The power brokers never get in trouble in college athletics. Why, Kansas got a slap on the wrist. Dead to rights. North Carolina academ- academic scandal. Slap on the wrist. Harbaugh dead to rights. Uh, but his boy on sidelines <laughs> calling out signals uh, with the sunglasses, buying tickets on the company dime. What an idiot. Um, and it's still not going to work. So he will not get suspended, I don't think. Because the NCAA moves at a glacial pace, uh, they probably haven't even addressed it in cha- in their own chambers just yet. They will address it when the season is over. But by then, Jim Harbaugh is gonna was will have uh, updated his resume, and he will be ready to go coach the Chicago Bears, the Colts, 
uh, somebody, the, the uh, Panthers, he's going to have an NFL head coaching job this time next year. And the reason being, he follow he's going to follow the Pete Carroll playbook. Always leave town one step ahead of the posse. He is going to be Teflon for the rest of this season. And by the time the real dirt, the real ish hits the fan, he's going to be gone. So, no, he won't get in trouble this year. I'll sell by the letter of the law. I'm with you. Okay? I think by the letter of the law, they're not going to suspend him because Michigan will muck it up long enough to make a run at a national championship, even if that national championship means two years from now they really won zero games this year. Um, but, it won't matter by then. I know, I know. And, and you're right. And he'll, he'll be coaching the Raiders uh, and say it's the greatest job that he's ever had. He's dreamed his whole life of coaching the Raiders. He's, um, <laughs> you know, it's what he's always been meant to do. He'll just start all that BS. Uh, he'll be the Raiders coach by, you know, mid-January probably. Now, I'd say by the letter of the law, they won't run him out. But i tell you this. The, the, the snowballing has started. The fact that they got that everyone in the Big Ten is pissed off and there's blood in the water mm-hmm. and they had a meeting today, I think this thing is going to pile up on Michigan. It's going to be an SNL skit. Every coach who says, I don't know that it happened, then turns around the next sentence and says, I've never heard of such a thing in my 45 years of coaching. They are going to pile on. They are absolutely going to pile on Michigan with a PR effort and noise. So it's going to be a big hassle for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan the rest of the way, but he'll still be on the sidelines. But I also predict he's going to snap at some point. He is going to flip out (laughs) and throw Connor Stallions, the porn star, under the bus publicly, and it's going to be an epic moment. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) That's a great name for a porn star. Oh, isn't it a great one? It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. I guarantee you. I guarantee you there are three different porn variations of that name. Whenever they shoot uh, right this weekend, <laughs> they're producing, fam. They're producing right now. Oh, absolutely, and probably going to have sex in a headset. <laughs> oh man, good lord, that's just so good. That's good. Buy or freaking sell. All right, final buy or sell. The Spurs of Victor Wembenyama who had 38 points in a Spurs win over the Phoenix Suns last night, will end his career being better than Tim Duncan. Buy or sell? Wow. You know what? I'm going to sell. And and the reason being is it's going to be fun to watch me be wrong uh, when I'm 75 years old. But um, I, Tim Duncan, man. He was the big fundamental. He was 20, 25, and 10 every night. Uh, he won, what, four championships. So, uh, or was it five? I, I lose count. Uh, I He was electric against Phoenix. I, I've never seen anything like it. A guy that big making threes, dunks, running the court. Um, he looked like a bigger version of Kevin Durant than he did anything Tim Duncan related uh, I think he's going to end up being a power forward in this league and not a center. He just doesn't like to post that much, even though he can. So uh, that's a high bar 
uh, to, to, to say he'll be better than Duncan, who's the greatest power forward to ever play. I see the upside, uh, man. I would I wouldn't put two cents against it, but I'm going to sell and say the big fundamental will be will will have a slightly better resume than Victor Wambignana. Yeah, I sell because of the championships. I mean, I I don't I don't I mean the guy would have to be almost Jordan like to win that many championships with the Spurs and. Given the age of Greg Popovich, he's not going to coach that much longer. Go. I mean, if Greg Popovich were younger, I'd I'd probably change my opinion and say, man, watch these two guys over the next six or eight years. Six or eight years, but he's not going to be around that long. He's gonna he's gonna coach this kid. He's gonna get him in the right place, and then he's gonna move on and watch. Um, so I'll, I'll sell it because I just don't think they'll have the trophies that Tim Duncan did. That said, I, he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's absolutely he's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean um this disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. It, it, there's no there's no way, there's no way you can match up with him. He's taking guys off the dribble dribble and just draining shots. Um I was thinking ahead of time, is he the most skillful big man since Hakeem Olajuwon? And then I realized, wait a minute, Hakeem could move and pivot and had incredible hands. Maybe Hakeem had the best hands of any big man ever, but Hakeem, mm-hmm. couldn't, Hakeem didn't have the range this guy does. Nobody does. No, he shoots like he, he, he's shooting up from Durant range and he's, and he's four inches taller than Kevin Durant. It's sick. It's sick. Here's a real question. Why doesn't... Why doesn't this country produce big men at the rate of the Euros? You know, in about two or three years, the only big men we're going to be talking about are all, well, we're already talking about just European players, but certainly big men with great skill are all European players. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And um, maybe our big guys, more of our big guys are offensive tackles now. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was um, thinking, yeah. Because I know, I know in my in 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 my neighborhood, if a guy is if a guy is six six five or six six and he's big, most of the kids are playing football anyway. Yeah. And uh, I think that more kids are that 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 size are probably playing football. Just like when we were growing up, Jeff, uh, the heavyweight boxers, the greatest heavyweights were all black American men. Yep. But now they're playing basketball and football, and now the, the Europeans have taken over that division. So I just think it's personal preference, and uh, I, we're still producing plenty of great guards and yeah. forwards, uh, but, we're, but we're not producing those big, those big guys that are, that are kind of transcendent like this kid is. I've never seen anything like him. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I guess, I don't know, it's what I was thinking last night is, you know, every conversation we're going to have about a big guy in the NBA today is going to, is going to be a foreign player. Um, and then I thought, for the very reason you just said, the big guys are playing tackle here. Six foot eleven guys aren't playing in the goal in Europe in soccer. I mean, six seven, six eight, but they they can't move well enough to be a, a goalkeeper. So it's, they're they're sort of priced out of their own sport, and they end up in ours, and have become better better players than ours. They're more skillful than ours. There's a video of him uh, dribbling the ball. He's got two basketballs, and he's crossing over with both balls, and he's not missing a step. 
going between his legs with one and, and then across his body with the other. And he's seven four. I mean, there just there isn't anyone like him. And we I don't know if we'll ever see another one like him again. And he's in the best place he could be with the best guy that he could be. He's not in LA, he's not in New York, he's not, you know, he's in he's in the smallest feeling market in the NBA with a coach and an organization that can keep him insulated. So when he becomes even more of a rock star, he's more like more than he's less likely to go crazy like the rest of us would. And where is he going to go? I know. And not be and not be noticed at that height. So he's got to stay home. But he's staying home in San Antonio, which is far different than anywhere else. That's true. That's true. I can't wait till he comes to Austin. We need to go to that one together, Jeff. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm Hopefully with you. Hopefully, the Joker won't take the night off. Here's what I keep. Here's what I keep thinking. Um, are we sure the San Antonio Spurs don't become the Austin Spurs? Uh, well, they keep they're they're talking about building a brand new arena out where the hemisphere is. Yeah, and I think that's the city knowing that they keep dipping their toe into this Austin market, tasting that sweet nectar of the Dell money, the yep. Google money, the Jeff Ward money. Mm. And um, sooner or later, someone's going to say, hey, why, why are we playing with San Antonio's feelings? Let's just let it be known. Yeah. We want to be the Austin Spurs. Build, a, build an arena in San Marcos, man. They pack that thing every night. Yeah, it's um I mean I've I've wondered this for a long I mean I'm sure they've thought about it. That's one of the reasons why they're trying to, to get in here as much as possible because you you're not in Austin like like Austin FC, you'll they'll sell skyboxes in four phone calls. It'd take you four years to sell those skyboxes in San Antonio, and that's the real margin for that ownership group. And I know they have a lot of money, but it's it's corporate money here, it's easy money here, it's ten times the revenue potential here. And I just, I keep wondering the city of Austin won't build the Marina. That won't happen. San Antonio will be dumb enough to build anybody that calls them an arena, but they won't do it here. So it would have to, I don't know if they'll leverage San Antonio using Austin or just, as you said, just one day say, you know what? I'm sorry. There's just not enough money here. We got to go down the road a little ways and then come and finance it themselves and just come to Austin and go all in. Man, and, and, and I just think um, the city of San Antonio uh, building that brand new practice arena, state of the art, just built it. it they, they're practicing there now. And and then uh, we're building a new, bigger arena downtown. I think it's smart business for the city, but it's also a sign that, man, we better try to hold on to these guys because we have a cash cow in that French kid. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, the... The people of San Antonio will be dumb enough to build it with their taxpayer money. They'll they'll, they'll make a rich guy. They'll make a rich guy even richer. I mean, it's the only place I've ever seen when somebody even floated the rumor that an NFL team would come. They turn around and build a giant arena that's used for tractor pulls. They'll fall for anything. They'll fall for it. All right, man. As always, good stuff said. Good talking to you. Okay, brother. Take care. This is buy or sell.